I'm Philip Stoughton from my house to yours. Welcome to EMS at sea level. Today I am joined by Megan Schleicher, who is the uh, Senior Director of ESG at Plexus. Megan, thanks so much for taking the time to chat to me. I want to talk to you a little bit about the um, the, the Semiconductor uh, Climate Consortium, which I think is really interesting. But before we do that, give us a brief introduction to yourself and what you do at Plexus. Thank you, Phil. Really excited to be here and, and to be talking with you today. Uh, as Phil said, my name is Megan Schleicher. I am the Senior Director of our Environmental, Social, and Governance Program here at Plexus. Um, ESG, as it's lovely, uh, known for, is not uh, new to Plexus, but mm. um, but we this role is. So it's, I'm about six months into my new role. Um, I previously come from, from the legal team, so I'm a recovering attorney, um, was formerly the Assistant General Counsel before stepping into this role as, as Plexus has realized the need to have more of a, a global strategic oversight over mm. the, the ESG program. So really excited to, to be here and to hopefully be driving good positive change for the organization. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting when I look at the EMS industry. Um, I think ESG is playing a bigger and bigger role. I think it's a more and more important role and certainly a C-suite level um, role that needs to be that needs to be fulfilled. So uh, I think exciting exciting times ahead for you. Let's get into the um, the semi the semiconductor climate consortium. Uh, tell me why Plexus were were keen to be one of the founding members because I think you're the only EMS company on the on the list of sixty five, which seems insane. Yes, yeah. So, so uh, absolutely. First, I think it's it's worth noting just from from Plexus's sustainability strategy, it's somewhat twofold. So, one is is more apparent. It's focused on our own internal operations, mm-hmm. um, and how we conduct our operations with the focus on the environment, reducing natural resources, things like that. But but the second piece of our strategy is really on innovation, and this is really how we can help our customers to, and deliver solutions and services to them as an EMS company, mm-hmm. um, whether that's through eco-design principles, sustaining services after market, or so on and so forth, um, because we really think we can we can extrapolate the change and accelerate the adoption of circularity for, for our customers through, um, through our efforts there. So when we were approached in terms of um, a potential founding membership with the SEC, um, you know, we were we were really excited to to again embrace that notion. You know, semi is is an important uh submarket to Plexus. Um we, we deal we we've been in, in that industry for for maybe over 19 years um but but really when you look at the the environmental impact of that industry and the challenge that they're facing in terms of of energy and and water and the usage of that during the the whole fab process um we oh. thought this this the sec specifically was a really good opportunity to again um, maximize the collective change we could see through the entirety of the value chain um so that was really why we were keen to join uh the sec um you know i think that as we look to the future and, and and how we can help um it's important that we're along for that journey you know how are we mm. how are we innovating on our manufacturing process technology or through our design services that we provide to semiconductor companies um so that so that we can obviously advance the ball and 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 decrease the impact on the environment through through mm. our own kind of services that we provide to that industry yeah i think it's i think it's fascinating and it's it's a really interesting list of uh founding founding members you've got intel on there you've got microsoft you've got 
Google on there. So you've got you've got some very some very large players that have got a, a huge role to play, and then you've got people that are supplying capital equipment into the market, like ASMPT, um, companies like yourself that are in the market. When you looked at that mix, did you think this is actually a really a, a group that is in so many parts of the supply chain that it that it can have an impact? Absolutely. I think that's what what kind of most intrigued us was, A, there was a gap for EMS. So we we obviously, mm. we want to lead in ESG. We want to be that key partner to our customers as we continue to develop innovative solutions for them across environmental sustainability. Um, but yeah, the fact that kind of every step along that value chain was represented really gets some positivity and excitement around the actual change that we can drive and how to accelerate um, the change that we're trying to do each on, each on an individual level. So obviously, um, harnessing the power of the entire value chain is so critically Mm. important to advancing circularity principles. Um, And and I think the list of founding members here really represents uh, the the ability to to actually drive transformative change. So very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So when I look at um, sustainability from from an EMS point of view, I think it's really fascinating because, as you said, there's a, a... a big sustainable story about how you operate, so how you actually build stuff, how you run your plants, where you get your power from, your energy, water usage, all those things. There's product you're making, so what's the what's the product life cycle? What impact do they have? And then there's new technologies that you're able to help your customers develop that actually have a potentially a positive impact or maybe a mitigating the the current impact of uh, of climate change which is another market that i think is really growing it's a very complex story for you isn't it when you look at the life cycle of a product to be able to see where you can have the most impact it is it is and and you know i think that's part of the the challenge that we're all facing is figuring out as we all as as private or public organizations need to um understand the role we all have to play um however that being said you know as i look at kind of the circular model and what needs to happen in order to to kind of maintain product at its highest possible value throughout the the cycle of that life cycle of that product plexus has already played somewhat of a role in in a lot of those solutions whether that's through our sustaining services group aftermarket, you know, refurbishing um, and and repairing product, or at the front end, obviously, where 80% of uh, a product's power um, is is on the table, right? So being able to design for lower power, design for recyclability. um, These are are things that Plexus has has already done. And so I think that that we're well positioned, you know, within EMS as that kind of service offering to just enhance our capabilities there to be able to provide that to our customers, which, which I think is more more exciting than, um, than than maybe troubling in terms of the complexity, as you mentioned, of, of where we sit in the value chain. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so very exciting stuff, I think, to, to be able to focus on that. And to your point, to pivot into kind of new service offerings um, mm. that are really going to help drive the needle and, and, and impact uh, the, the environmental um, change we need to see. Yeah, and I think what's interesting is we're seeing that supported by venture capital, by startups in Silicon Valley, Tel Aviv, all around the world. It's it's interesting to see so much momentum behind that. Do you think that's been driven by the OEMs themselves, or do you think it's consumer pressure that's really kind of lighting a fire under other people to to actually move this move the needle forward? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think it's probably 
both. I mean, I think from from again where we sit, and, and again within EMS, um, somewhat being at uh, at the beholden to our customers, I suppose in terms Ooh. of the specifications they provide. If you're looking at true manufacturing work, right? Um, if we're not part of the design process for a customer, we're, we're kind of beholden to their supply chain, uh, their approved vendors, their um, spe- specifications. You know, whether through through manufacturing process or actual design. Um, so sometimes, you know, you feel a little bit like that we don't have a lot of choice in the matter. Um, again, another reason why I think the SEC is important is to have a voice at that table, right, and to, to help develop um, kind of that, that partnership and collaboration uh, to help advance some of those process changes that we want to see and drive. Um, but all that being said, I would say that um, it, it's interesting, the, the buyers that are customers uh, may not have as much or, or maybe are not feeling as much pressure as maybe their executives or mm. um, other stakeholders that are feeling the pressure of ESG from that external perspective, either through consumers or through investors or things like that. Um, so it's been a little bit of leading, I would say, on Plexus's part to go out and to kind of pull that information. And so mm. part of part of my role has been to try to connect with the right people in our customer organizations to try to understand what their sustainability goals are, um, what's on their roadmap for either redesign of products or their supply chain requirements that'll be um, flowed down as, as, again, companies start really honing in on their ESG goals and and sustainability net zero goals. And so um, I think that that's where I find ourselves is we're in a little position here of flux where um, the, 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 the actual buyers aren't quite sure what the requirements will be. So we're mm. not really feeling that pressure, um, but they know it's kind of coming. And so we're trying yeah. to prepare yeah. prepare for that uh, as best we can. Um, but again, I think from from our, our seed is uh, we want to be a leader in ESG anyway. So let's go out there and just start doing what we think needs to be done um, yeah. and hope and, and not just hope, but but just assess that against what we're seeing more broadly in the marketplace. And, and again, hopefully when, when it comes uh, time, we'll, yeah. we'll be well prepared to, to help when they, yeah, when they catch up with you, you'll be where you need to be. And you you have influence up and down the supply chain. So just as you're talking to customers, telling them what you can do, I, I assume you're reaching out to your suppliers, your component distributors, your PCB manufacturers, your metalwork manufacturers and saying, you know, hey, let's make sure we're aligned with with a vision. Is that something that you're actively involved in? Yeah, so from a from kind of an enterprise ESG perspective, absolutely, I'm trying to coordinate uh, what we need to start doing again and what gaps we have in our processes to help support exactly what you're saying. So, again, SCC being symbolic of that, right? How does Plexus pull along its entire supply chain into the picture, into the discussion, in order to again maximize that collective impact we can have? And so, within Plexus, um, there's no fewer than nine uh, enterprise initiatives related to our supply chain just solely focused on ESG. So everything from logistics to packaging um, to understanding the score. So I think that's the other um, big piece of this is just assessing and baselining and current state of where we sit, um, collecting that data and trying to figure out what is priority, what is most important, where are the critical gaps? I mean, that's really kind of the where we are today. Um, and I think mm. a lot of companies are facing that and just trying to understand, you know, how do we start assessing, yeah. aggregating so that we can build the infrastructure to then execute on these on these more sustainability principles and requirements of our supply chain as we as yeah. we offer mm-hmm. yeah and when i when i look at your footprint you've got a you've got a global footprint you employ thousands of people 
a lot of those facilities have been around a, a long time. They're, you know, they may be part of an acquisition or they're a leg legacy facility. This is something we've seen in the whole digital transformation discussion. You know, how do you, where do you start to bring them all to the same standard? But when you look at sustainability, you look at reducing emissions, you look at where the energy is coming from for all those. Where do you, where do you start with that? Is there, is there kind of low hanging fruit in terms of having having an impact or do you have to be very holistic to be able to solve it? I, I think there's a lot of, um, of good low hanging fruit, but I do think in parallel, we have to start identifying what is our, our global strategy um, over the long term. So a couple, couple things to highlight is some investments we recently made across our manufacturing facilities to install submetering devices. And um, the result of just having access to the data associated with energy efficiency across our organization was remarkable in terms of driving down uh, the use of, of electricity electricity and seeing where there were inefficiencies. Um, and as a result of that, in our fiscal 22, um, this past year, we were able to drive down our energy intensity by 11.9% across our global manufacturing operations, um, largely as a result of just having visibility into where we were being mm. efficient from, from equipment optimization and otherwise. And so, again, talk about low-hanging fruit. At the end of the day, flipping off the lights, making sure our equipment yeah. is operating in, in the most effective, efficient way possible. Um, that That's that's kind of table, that's step one, right? Um, yeah. But then moving forward, um, developing the subject matter expertise or finding those partners to help us in terms of the longer term roadmap. So again, we will continue to have um, short term goals in terms of our, our environmental impact across different categories, including energy. Um, but we are still developing that, that longer term strategy to make sure um, that we're not just looking at energy intensity, but but looking at that from an absolute perspective as well, which I think again, other companies are are, are trying to rise to that challenge as well. So yeah, yeah, and I think you know what when I look at what you've done in terms of becoming a founded member of this group, a couple of things that really stand out to me: the opportunity to lead the EMS market in this sector, which I think is really exciting because I think it's going to become a more and more important measure from an OEM point of view, but also as consumers look at where stuff's being manufactured, I think that's hugely important. But as you talk about those principles and you talk about establishing those best practices, what a wonderful group of people to be able to share those with and discuss those with and to learn from, you know, learn from what maybe an Intel or a Google or an ASMPT has done in that particular area. That must, that must, that must be feel like a good opportunity for you. Absolutely. You know, this is probably the most exciting kind of transformation that I've seen in my, um, you know, 10, 11 years of, of being part of Plexus as an organization. You know, again, I come mm. from legal, where we're very concerned about proprietary information. Mm. And then you see this shift in terms of addressing the climate crisis and combining forces with, with competitors or others, yeah. um, obviously taking antitrust into account, right? But but what I've seen is just this collaboration to these common set of issues and, and, and how do we create the working groups and the infrastructure and bring the smartest of the minds together um, to mm. help again, collectively solve the issue. So I think that shift has been some, some of the most exciting things and opportunities um, for us and for me stepping into the role is, is how to tap into that and to engage that and to really um, use that to, to everyone's advantage. So I think that's, that's a really exciting shift that we're seeing across sustainability. Um, and you see it across industries. It's not just in semiconductor 
semiconductor, right? It's in other mm. industries as they start building these these coalitions or consortiums to help address these things within their value chain. Um, but but yeah, kind of the freedom and access to to the yeah. best practices is is a huge benefit in terms of uh, joining the SEC as well. Yeah, and everybody sees the value in openness. Everybody sees that you know a rising tide lifts every boat. So it's a it's a it's a great situation to be in. Early days for the SCC, but obviously it's going to develop and develop. So I look forward to talking uh, about it with you and with the other founding members more in the future. But in the meantime, Megan, thanks so much for your time. And thanks for talking to me. Yeah, thank you so much, Bill.